You're listening to a CNA podcast. Welcome back to your favorite financial podcast, Money Talks. This is Andrea Heng, and I'm about to take you through yet another episode to help you be smarter with your money. I've been adulting for some time now, you know, moving from single to married, and boy, have my financial priorities and movements changed. If you're still a swinging single, you can go listen to the episode that we had with TikTok sensations, The Weeblings. They actually gave some pretty nifty tricks on how to spend and save wisely as a single. If you're in a relationship or you're married, there's a special series as well by my colleague Elizabeth Neal. Check out Am I Adulting Right? It sits exclusively in the Money Talk stable. And there are some great real-life experiences and examples there. So you know you're not alone in your financial journey. We will never leave you alone. Now, today's episode doesn't discriminate. It affects everyone because we all have to pay our taxes. Now, I know tax season isn't for another few months. But as we collect our year-end bonuses, we cash out our gains for the year. It's as good a time as any to calculate how much we should put aside, okay? It never hurts to be a bit kiasu here and plan ahead and know how much you can actually save on taxes. Yep, that's right. You can save on taxes. It's something that I'm only just learning about and I'm getting the help of one man who managed to get thousands of dollars in tax deductions. Talk about the ultimate life hack, right? Let's wait no longer and get him to talk to us. His name is Josh Tan, better known as the Astute Parent on YouTube. He's also a financial advisor. Welcome to Money Talks, Josh. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. I'm so glad you carved out the time to talk to us about this. So I saw your video on YouTube on how you managed to get tax deductions to the tune of $90,000. No offence, but please tell me this isn't clickbait. Is it really possible? You know, the only thing that's a certainty is death and taxes, right? So <laughs> <laughs> we should always start off on the ground. Okay. Because as you earn more, you naturally see a bigger and bigger tax bill. Mm -hmm. So this whole concept of getting more reliefs, getting more deductions away from your tax bill will definitely impact your wallet at mm -hmm. the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 90000 of course, comes with certain donations. Sure. And hopefully everyone listening in is inspired to donate a bit more. Because uh -huh. there's actually a relief cap that maybe we'll touch on in a quick while. Yeah, we will indeed. Okay, so on average, how much time do you actually spend every single year, right? Working out all these taxes, the reliefs, that you can claim that you're eligible for, more importantly. How much time do you spend sitting there connecting all the dots? I think for someone who hasn't looked at taxes too much, usually it's too busy. <laughs> they Sounds like me. <laughs> Employer's going to do it, partner's going to do it. Right. Someone's going to do it for me. Yeah. So that's one self-equation. So I don't always look at my tax bill. Okay. But end of the year, I think this is a fantastic time to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Because everything that you like to clock for your reliefs, you have to do it by 31st of December mm. so that IRAS knows it's within this financial year. Ah, see, it's very important, this timing. So you don't actually sit down on, like, okay, maybe not on 31st December, but, <laughs> but maybe in November sometime, you start sitting down 
and you look, you, do you really sit down and like at the table with all your receipts, all your donations made, everything that you're eligible for and say, okay, I'm eligible for that and that. Do you actually sit down and do that or? Actually for myself, I work with clients and what I do is I schedule calls back to them in November and in December. Uh-huh. Some of them may be traveling in December. I'll yep. give a call to them in November, mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. So actually year end is a period last quarter already. Uh-huh. So that, this is time to dig up everything. Have you made contributions? Are there still gaps that you can fill in mm-hmm. to get more reliefs? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like what I mentioned, you're going to save on money. Yeah. And that is de- a definite plus. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so talk to us about the, in a very basic way, the concept of tax claims. I mean, there's things like deductions, mm. there's reliefs, there's rebates. Help us sort of filter all of that and tell us what tax claims really are. Uh, that's a good question. What many have assumed is that the employer will be in charge of filing all these reliefs. Mm-hmm. Maybe for someone who's in the first year in the workforce, they've heard of stories, employer's going to file it. But employer is only in charge of sending in what you've actually earned. Right. So on your own, you have to add in other forms of reliefs mm-hmm. that you are actually qualifying for. Mm-hmm. So on that front, how I'll usually suggest this, there are some things that are automatically given. For right. example, if you contribute to the SRS account, mm-hmm. which is supplementary time scheme, mm-hmm. That itself will be automatically sent in by the bank. Right. If you contribute to CPF, you do top-ups that are eligible, mm-hmm. they'll automatically be contributed okay. and submitted by CPF. Okay. But there are other parts that you can you know, put in, like cost fees that are eligible. Cost fees? Yeah, there are certain things that, that are within it. Cost fees, parent relief. Okay, parent relief I've heard of, yes. Okay. Uh, and those are things that sometimes you, if you don't pay attention, you are actually missing out on. I'll give you an example. Sure. I've actually seen before a recent case mm-hmm. on actually grandparent relief also. There's also grandparent Grandparent relief. relief. Grandparent wow. relief also. So what I question uh, that person is, hey, why are you claiming this? Is there, because she's actually reached that relief cap already. Right. And maybe let's share it. It's 80,000 relief cap. Sure. And we'll get to how I actually did 90,000. Sure. Yes, please. <laughs> so for this case, I was asking her, isn't this grandparent's relief wasted mm-hmm. if it was filed in your case? because some other grandchild would be eligible to claim it. Right. So in that instance, understanding whether you have reached a cap or passing that relief to someone else, if you have a sibling also that's earning way more than you, mm-hmm. maybe as a family, you're better off you know, passing away that parent's relief to them. Right. Uh, so these are decisions that if you look through and you are willing to cooperate with your family, see how you can optimize it as a family. Why? There are right. actually uh, steps that you can change and optimize. That's really interesting. I didn't think of it that way because you don't realize there's a cap to things, which we'll get into a little later in the conversation. So as you said, right, rightfully so, you're a salaried employee. Your income tax is what typically gets automatically computed for you. As you said, you have to sort of figure out manually what else you are eligible for. So how do you go about filing these manual claims and for reliefs? Mm, just a bit of backstory. Sure. I studied accounting. Okay. Most of my friends went into audit. <laughs> Some went to taxes. Look at where you are. <laughs> well, you're still talking about money. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went into sales. I went to self-employed. And in self-employed, you know, we have to file our net profit. Mm. So it's slightly different. Right. Whereas if you are salaried, automatically what you've earned is fully calculated. Mm-hmm. So for self-employed, which includes hawkers, taxi drivers, mm. you name it, the filing of the net profit still needs to be imputed 
right. manually. So there are expenses that are eligible. Right. That is a big topic. Yes. Uh, if we go into that space, it's going to take a while. Uh-huh. But always look to go with the framework, what is claimable, mm-hmm. and deduct the way to file your actual net profit. Mm. Then from there, you would see your deductibles coming in to reduce that chargeable income. Okay. Which is ultimately what you're going to be paying for uh-huh. in a percentage terms based on the tax bracket. Mm. So when you file for all these claims, salaried or self-employed, mm. and you're on the IRS website, for example, right? Are there certain sort of requirements or preconditions, prerequisites that you have to meet in order to make these claims? I think it's stipulated over there. Mm-hmm. What is eligible and what's not. Right. So as always, not sure, give them a call. Yep, yep. But I think they've clarified it mm. pretty well. They've even given examples yeah. on what are certain business expenses mm-hmm. that are claimable. Mm-hmm. So I guess the, the equation is very wide. Let's look at each example and if you're not sure, as always, check with IRAS yeah. what is eligible. On that note, I just want to bring up here that there is a very good webpage. It's actually a pretty cool infographic style webpage on IRAS. It's www.iras.gov.sg slash taxes. You'll see a section on individual income tax and there's a whole bunch of different types of rebates, reliefs and deductions that you can make. Speaking of which, hey, Josh, I wanted to ask you, would you be able to explain to us the difference between a deduction, a relief, relief and a rebate? A rebate is an amount that nets off from your final bill. Okay. So for example, if your tax bill is $10,000 mm-hmm. and you have a kid, there's mm-hmm. actually a kid rebate, right. a child rebate. So for parents, <laughs> yes, wow. that is an amount that you can use to net off that 10000 tax bill. Right. Yeah, so government is actually giving us money, money for in, having in, children. Correct, in certain form. Okay. And it's between the parents to split, to use that amount. Sure. And the other thing to note, so this amount, there's no expiry. Mm-hmm. You can claim it over multiple years, so right. don't rush. Okay. Uh, so always be aware that th- this rebate nets off the final bill. Sure. So the deductible portion is your total income, yep. less with all these deductibles. Mm-hmm. And then that's your chargeable income. Right. And that's the your that net income is what gets charged for income tax. Yes, ah. correct. That's the chargeable income. Okay. So our attempts at reliefs and, and deductibles, they are actually the same side of the coin. Right is to reduce this chargeable income. Got it. To a lower bracket. Got it. Because if you see the the tax bracket, it jumps. Once you pass 120,000, 160,000, as you earn more, you naturally see your tax bill go up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my dear. Uh, I'm just suddenly remembering my dad's annual salary and the number of years he had been taking care of my late grandfather. I don't think he knew that there was a parent care sort of tax relief that he could have used to reduce his net chargeable income. And on that point, parents staying with you and parents staying away is also a different limit. All right. Okay. Yes. So okay. that part is where you need to impute manually. Right. Yeah. So okay. parents staying with you, you'll see that amount is higher. Mm-hmm. And if the parents handicapped, my own father is a handicapped right. uh, patient. Mm-hmm. So that's also different here. Okay. So as always follow the amounts because that amounts have actually increased along right. the years. And what we mentioned over here, it mm-hmm. might change mm-hmm. next year. Uh, but do always check. Uh, and the other thing is so parents to get that relief, they must not be earning active income. Right. Okay. So if they're earning more than 4000 a year, mm-hmm. uh, then that's not eligible already. Sure. Okay. And is there any documentation we have to provide in order to uh, make sure that we are eligible for this and all the other claims? Actually, no need. I haven't seen IRAS requiring a proof yet right. on that. So there's no need to worry about mm. proving that portion. We right. just declare it okay. accurately. Very interesting. Faith. Yeah. And that's great because I know in the US, tax season's a nightmare for my American friends because they have to find receipts <laughs> from like an entire year's 
those worth of expenditure and I, I really, that scares me to no end. So I'm glad that we don't have to do that. Okay, so there are just too many, hmm. so many tax reliefs available out there. What are some of the key ones that you feel, Josh, that the average Singaporean should pay attention to? I'm a big advocate of SRS, Supplementary Retirement Scheme. Mm-hmm. I like it because it's flexible in terms of, you know, every year, you have this limit, 15003 Okay. Just keep that back of mind. And if you want to up your total tax deductibles, mm. contributing to that space is somewhere you can explore. Okay. And the good part about it is just in case you need back that money, uh-huh. you can actually take it out, of course, with penalties. Right, right. And in a because you're essentially drawing down from your correct. retirement fund. It's meant for retirement. Right. So the penalties to dissuade you from doing so. Sure. <laughs> so in a nutshell, it's a 5% penalty and, okay. and it adds to your, your annual income for that sure. year. Mm-hmm. But it's still accessible mm. versus contributing to CPF. Right. And just now I mentioned I'm self-employed. So cash is cash is king. Yeah. And allocating it to where it can be flexible is also a, a priority that you I You need hope. something that's liquid. Yes. So that's why I've actually contributed to my SRS at a very early age. Mm-hmm. Right now, I've actually did a recent sum of it. It's about 260000 Wow. Build up over the years. And wow. you can guess it's compounded year on year. Yes, of course. Over like 10 over years. Oh, you are and the envy of so many yeah. right now, I'm sure. Uh, but this is all for retirement. So for we sure. Squirrel away monies. Yeah. We can't spend it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But hopefully it's to build you know, a secure future for family. Yeah. Hello everyone, my name is Crispina. And I'm Adrian. And we're the hosts of a podcast called Work It. If you've never heard of it, well, it's a good time to tap in. In the last 20 episodes, we've discussed topics like how to negotiate for a salary increase. Or how to get along with younger colleagues who have different values from you. Which incidentally, is our top performing episode. If work consumes your life and you want some perspective on issues like management, stress, even office romance, then this podcast should be on your list. A new episode drops every Monday. Catch us on the CNA app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I'm going to bring back that cost fees one. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that one. That I actually didn't tap on myself because okay. I actually reached that limit already. <laughs> <laughs> so what is a cost fees? Is it a rebate or a relief? Or no, it's a relief. Okay, it's, it's a, a relief. relief. There are certain uh-huh. causes that are qualifiable. Oh. So I've seen that in private clients' statements. Right. And I think it's not too difficult to claim. Right. The, the, so you just need to see what kinds of courses are eligible. Yes. Okay, yes. okay. So if you're looking to eke out and you're looking to upgrade mm. at the same time, don't take causes just for relief because you're still spending money. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was just going to say, <laughs> it's not a free pass for you to spend yes. more money, right? Yes. Okay. What about the kinds of reliefs and claims that Singaporeans are not necessarily aware of? Mm. Good question. Brings me to a case which I did recently or so. Mm. Couple. I have two kids. Okay. And what I usually observe is like if both are high income earners. Sure. Usually, first kid, uh, maybe daddy takes. Mm. Second kid, maybe mommy takes. Okay. And over the years, they didn't actually realize that in 2018, there's this relief cap of 80,000, which we've been hinting throughout our episode. Okay. So what happens is, mommy actually has hit that relief cap uh-huh. and that child's relief is actually wasted. Yeah. Each child is 4,000 relief. Yeah. Wasted because that whole uh, change in total tax relief, 80,000, really impacted working moms. Of course. That is the most powerful tax relief. I know. Per kid is like 15% for first, second kid is 20%, third kid is 25%. Oh, so have more kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you get more tax relief. 
So what happened was previously, some high-income moms with three, four kids were paying next to nothing in terms of taxes. Mm. So I guess they were the groups that were the most impacted. Right. And what happens is when you get busy, you have kids, you don't see your tax bill, you mm-hmm. assume status quo is fine. Yep. And you realize this 4000 can be actually transferred to hubby. Oh. Yeah, so if mommy is wasting that relief because if you clock 100,000 of, uh-huh. of total reliefs it's only going to be 80,000 right so you should give away your grandparent relief you should give away your parents relief you should give away your child's don't relief. waste it it's there don't for you it. to take exactly wow so give Iras a call change the name <laughs> I think you can do it online also I'm not too sure the steps right I'm I've sure realized, they'll make it easy for yeah, you to do it I've realised also parents have uh, neglected optimising such things Mm-mm. and if you're on a high tax bracket you rise 4,000 times a Percentage. It's a lot, you know. It's a, it adds up. Yes. To a scary number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and there was this grandparent relief that you talked about also that I found interesting. I did some digging of my own and I found that there was something called a helper's relief. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that one. I think I, I do have a helper mm-hmm. to start with. Okay. I think that's automatically imputed if I'm not wrong. Mm. Because once you hire a helper, it goes you know, through the system. That's true. Everything is all, because it's legalized, everything is run through the same system. The same way SingPass gives us access to everything, right? Yes. Mm. So that comes in. Right. Okay. There's also, for those interested, there's also a qualifying child relief or handicapped child relief. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty inclusive. NS men wife relief. (laughs) Who knew that having your husband, having been an NS man before, benefits you as the wife, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So for this, if I'm not, it's also auto-imputed for guys. Mm Mm-hmm. I've seen it in my wife's statement also. I don't know if I found it super long ago. Okay. I've done with my national service, yeah. but every year we do see it wow. once it's inside. Okay, so let's get back to that CPF topic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I know you did say that you have a preference to top up your SRS versus topping up your CPF, but it doesn't mean that there isn't a, a tax relief that mm-hmm. comes out of it when you do top up your CPF. And I actually know that people don't know about this, that topping up your CPF you can actually sort of claim it back lah, in a way, mm. right? So we've had a number of guests on Money Talks mention this. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about CPF relief, how it works and how it works in tax gains, basically. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's start with CPF relief because mm-hmm. that's different from retirement sum yes, popping up. Yes, correct. So CPF relief, you have to understand there are two segments. One is if you're employed, which is filed by company. Yes. you see there's a cap on the amounts that you contribute yourself. Right. That cap is 20400 Mm-hmm. On the self-employed front, that's where you have the full voluntary contribution that you can claim. Mm-hmm. So don't confuse the two segments. <laughs> if for, for most of us listening in, I guess, you're on an employed segment. Mm-hmm. So that is automatically filled up to 20400 Sure. if you're high income. That's right. That brings us to the next topic of retirement sum topping up. Mm-hmm. You know, recently there's this change that allows you to get relief if you contribute to either the special account mm-hmm. or the MediSafe account. Right. So either or. Mm-hmm. So, you know, high-income friends who are in their 40s, usually they have their full amounts in their special account. Right? Yeah. They can't top up to that front. Yes. But little did they know, this change allows them to pump in monies to Medisafe and still get tax relief. Oh, wow. Okay. Medisafe is used all the time. You know, you have baby Yeah, that's born. the one that moves yes, most, right? exactly. Yeah. So baby born, insurance plan uh-huh, deductions, uh-huh. mom goes to the hospital. Yeah. Anytime that falls below, there's a, term for a basic healthcare sum. Yes, correct. Anytime it falls below, that's your opportunity. To top it up. To top it up with mm. cash. 
Of course, make sure that you're okay with that cash flow. Of you course, don't need yeah. it. Because <laughs> money sent in, you're not, not going to see it for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the idea is if you have spare cash, mm. you like that 4% interest from MediSafe. And a lot of people do. Yes, might as well. You pump it in, you get your tax relief, mm. you get your 4% compounding, and that money will be there for you when you need it for medical needs. There you go. See, it's a win-win situation. Okay, so we've covered CPF, we've covered the SRS, and we've covered the different types of rebates and reliefs and deductions out there. Now enters the big shadow of doubt. Are there any limits or caveats, including eligibility, which we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, any limits or caveats, restrictions perhaps we should keep in mind when claiming all these tax reliefs? I think the restrictions will be based on each individual relief. Mm -hmm. Like what we mentioned, parents relief, there's a 4,000 income limit. Yes. So do check on each individual once, read the terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. But in total, that total relief is $80,000. Mm -hmm. So you see your CPF contributing to it, your SRS relief, yeah. NSMAN relief, etc. Mm -hmm. I mean, children's relief. And once you hit that 80,000 US, you can't get more deductions. Mm. How to reduce the tax bill further. Yeah. So I've actually shared on my channel also, mm -hmm. that I've actually made a pledge to a bursary in my alma mater, NTU. Ah. So I'm committed to donating an amount. Yes. And as you can see, government actually gives that incentive, mm. which is a 2.5 times whatever you donated. That's a lot. Correct. Yeah. So 90000 if you work backwards, that means that donation to me is $4,000. Yeah. 4000 times 2.5 gets you that 10000 Yeah. So that is how I actually did my 90000 total right. deductibles. Okay. Yeah, so donating, it's it's not just for, you know, giving back to society sure, and stuff. Sure, yeah. I think I can elaborate a bit more on what it does for an individual. Please do, yes. Yeah, so I've, in that process, helped two needy students in NTU. I've oh, wonderful. met them through Zoom. Oh, just to hear beyond their story and hopefully my little bit of help can, you know, bring them to a better place oh, financially. Oh, that is fantastic. That's such a great story, Josh. And I also realised in that process, you know, a lot, a lot of times we buy expensive stuff mm -hmm. to make ourselves feel good. And sometimes we don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Most times we don't need it. And maybe that feeling good is just very momentarily. Yeah. Instant gratification. I realised that through donating, you actually tell yourself this very important message that you have enough. Mm. You prove to yourself enough because you've given it away. Yeah. It's a mindset thing. You and challenge you're not yourself. only giving it away, you're making a difference. The ultimate reward is the fact that you make a difference in someone else's life, a positive difference. Yes. So wins on three fronts, you get yeah. a tax deductible. <laughs> you help someone and more importantly, you, you told yourself that you're okay financially. Yeah. If not, you wouldn't have pressed that button, sent in that check yeah. to make that payments which you'll never see again. Yeah. So actually, you know, through this whole discussion, urge everybody to think a bit deeper on donating. Mm. I think that's something that is undermentioned. Yeah. We can all do a bit more. We always hear about philanthropists yeah. donating big amounts, but actually everybody can tap on this. Donation. I was just about to say, every little bit counts. Okay, my final question to you, Josh, I guess as a parting shot, mm -hmm. why should we take the time, just like you do every single year, to commit to tax relief claims. What is the biggest benefit of all money aside? Mm -hmm. I guess the best outcome from looking at tax bills is you bring yourself back to be more aware of your finances. Mm -hmm. Tax bills are just an output of your income, of your expenditure, of where your money have gone to, or, or who you have relieved that's entitled belonging mm -hmm. to you. 
So I guess it's still an exercise to see your entire budgets, to be in touch with your own financial goals. So tax is just an outcome, but see this exercise to really look at your own financial situation, mm-hmm. where you stand. Sometimes, you know, peace of mind is just knowing that, oh, after I've done my taxes, this is my budget. Yeah. How much am I going to allocate to next year's taxes? It's a nice financial health review in a way, yes, right? Yes, yes. Mm. Rather than seeing a shock yeah. <laughs> that comes along and you are not prepared for it. Yeah. Plan ahead for next year. Mm-hmm. You would find that this whole tidying up would help you a lot in your mental space. Yes, that is fantastic advice. Freeing up that mental space is a way to give you a clean, clear head start to the following year. Yes. Here's to a fantastic 2024, Josh. Thank you. Same to you too. <laughs> All right, listener, you've been just served a silver platter of tax hacks here on Money Talks. Be sure you bookmark this episode for tax season, but don't wait till the 31st of December, right? As Josh says, try and plan it a little bit ahead. November's a good time, so you know you can spend your final month of the year free and easy in your celebratory mood, Christmas and New Year, and then you have a clean slate for 2024. Thanks so much, Josh, for taking the time to spell it all out for us. And thank you to you, our listener. Did you enjoy this episode of Money Talks? We have always got more for you. Just follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tell us what you think of this episode or even others that you've listened to. Better yet, suggest some topics you'd like us to cover. I will be looking forward to those ideas. The team behind Money Talks is Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan, Tiffany Ang, Crispina Robert, Sayo Mint, Jessalyn Tan, and I'm Andrea Heng. Be the master of your money.